Hey guys, it's Jazz here with another episode of Daily Journey with Christ. And today we're going to read into Romans chapter 4 and chapter 5. But uh, but about my day, as I had mentioned yesterday, I'm going to kind of take this podcast kind of just talking about my day and seeing where my mental health is at is mental health is super important to me. And it's something that I need to focus and work on as well. And I hope that my everyday life of being open and honest can encourage you to confide in people who love you or just be able to speak because the first thing is for healing is to acknowledge what you're going through and so today it's been a bit of a roller coaster I'll say is overall it's been a pretty good day um I did start reading my textbooks again for school as school starts again on Wednesday for me but It's just kind of weird getting back into the swing of things and trying to read a medical textbook is very dry some days. But um, for me, what I find I've personally started doing is kind of doing a small chunk, get up and go and do some, come back and read. Because if I try to do it all at once, it's just, it's not sticking in my brain. And with it is a lot of my stress and anxiety is building up just due to the fact that It's a new semester, new classes, and I want to do well. I want to exceed. But at the end of the day is my mental health is more important than getting perfect grades. And I just want to reiterate that um, to you who may be students, um, if you're in high school, middle school, post-secondary, is realizing that at the end of the day is the things that you need to make sure that are good in your life is yourself. And if that means getting C's over A's, at the end of the day, God will provide what you need. And that being said, let's read into Romans chapter 4, and then I will finish this episode off with breaking a myth about mental health of a stigma around it. But for now, let's read into Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. Abraham was, humanly speaking, the founder of our Jewish nation. What did he discover about being made right with God? If his good deeds had made him acceptable to God, he would have had something to boast about. But that was not God's way. For the scriptures tell us, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. When people work, their wages are not a gift, but something they have earned. But people are counted as righteous, not because of their work, but because of their faith in God who forgives sinners. David also spoke of this when he described the happiness of those who are declared righteous without working for it. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sins are put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of sin. Now, is this blessing only for the Jews? Or is it also for uncircumcised Gentiles? Well, we have been saying that Abraham was counted as righteous by God because of his faith. But how did this happen? Was he counted as righteous only after he was circumcised? Or was before he was circumcised? Clearly, God accepted Abraham before he was circumcised. Circumcision was a sign that Abraham had already had faith and that God had already accepted him and declared him to be righteous, even before he was circumcised. So Abraham is the spiritual father of those who have faith but have not been circumcised. They are counted as righteous because of their faith. 
and Abraham is also the spiritual father of those who have been circumcised, but only if they have the same kind of faith Abraham had before he was circumcised. Clearly, God's promise to give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants was not based on his obedience to God's law, but on the right relationship with God that comes by faith. If God's promise is only for those who obey the law, then faith is not necessary and promise is pointless. For the law always brings punishment on those who try to obey it. So, the promise is received by faith. It is given as a free gift, and we are all certain to receive it, whether or not we live according to the law of Moses. If we have faith like Abraham's, for Abraham is the father of all who believe. That is what the scriptures mean when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about a hundred years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead. And so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, he grew stronger, and in this, he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit too, assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him the one who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was handed over to die because of our sins, and he was raised to life, making us right with God. Romans chapter 5 Therefore, since we have been made in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into a place of unserved privilege where we now stand and we comfortably and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice too. When we run into problems and trials, we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confidence, hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in the in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's con con condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. When Adam sinned, Sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. Yes, people sinned even before the law was given. But it was not counted as sin because there was not yet any laws to break. Still, everyone died. From the time of Adam to the time of Moses, 
even those who did not obey an explicit commandment of God as, as Adam did. Now, Adam is a symbol of rep representation of Christ who was yet to come. But there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of the one man, Adam, brought death to many. But even greater in God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to our being right, made right with God, even though we are guilty of many sins. For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through one man, Jesus Christ. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. But Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. God's law was given so that all people could see how faithful they were. But as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin ruled over all the people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And that is Romans chapter 4 and chapter 5. And the thing for me that stands out about this is realizing that God is going to forgive all of our sins. And I know for me personally is I have sinned countless and multiple times in my life, um, especially um, in the last few years. And I know I've sinned my whole life, but knowing the result of sin is super impactful. And knowing that God has forgiven it, even though I not, not even though I necessarily struggle with it, is I have to realize that for my sin to be truly forgiven, I have to forgive myself because if I forgive myself, God forgives myself. And that's what I think I want to share with everyone right now is realizing that you have to accept your sins and realize that you're going to do it. And there's a difference between accidentally sinning and intentional sinning. And realizing the difference is what will bring you close to God. And that's one thing that I want to work on for this 2023 season is in knowing the difference between intentional sinning to God and accidentally and realizing that the outcome is still the same, but knowing that the blood of Jesus Christ was sacrificed for me because Jesus was a non-sinner and he was sinless and he was the perfect man. And we have to realize that we are not perfect and that we can try to be like Jesus, but we never will be Jesus. And yeah, but this kind of ties into like mental health because if you let something eat at you enough, it will drag you down. And that's the same with your sins is if you let your sins eat away at you one bite at a time and you don't actually address it or deal with it is 
it's going to eat you alive and you won't be getting close to God. You'll be just getting close to Satan as that's what Satan's plan and goal actually is, is to bring you closer to him by having those doubts and realizing that you have to forgive yourself. But as for my myth of the day, the uh, myth I want to actually explain is the myth that mental health problems don't affect me. And a lot of people have this saying, oh, I don't have mental health issues, is they don't affect me. But I am, I've been reading a lot into the mental health government website lately. And this is one fact, this is just like some facts that occurred before COVID. And due to the isolation of COVID for the last two years, these numbers and statistics have actually gone up. But these numbers are from 2020. And it says, one in five American adults experience a mental health issue. One in six young people experience a major depressive episode. One in 20 Americans lived with a serious mental illness such as schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, or major depression. Suicide is a leading cause of death in the United States. In fact, it was the second leading cause of death for people between the ages of 10 to 24. It accounted for the loss of more than 45,979 American lives in 2020 prior to the COVID virus outbreak. Nearly double number pardon me, nearly double the number of lives lost to homicide. And I think what's important to realize is like a second myth here is like some people are like, oh, children don't experience mental health problems. And the fact is a lot of children actually experience it and it might not affect them in that exact moment, but events that happen in a childhood's life actually can impact them when it comes to their young teens or their young adulthood. And this fact here um, says even very young children may show early warning signs of mental health concerns. These mental health problems are often clinically diagnosable and can be a product of the interaction of biological, psychological, and social factors. Half of all mental health disorders show first signs before a person turns 14 years old, and three-quarters of mental health disorders begin before the age of 24. Unfortunately, only half of children and adolescents with diagnosable mental health problems receive the treatment they need. Early mental health support can help a child or young teen before problems interfere with other developmental needs. And I just want to share those two facts with you about breaking the myths that um, you might have mental health concerns that you don't even realize you're struggling with or that children don't expend children don't experience mental health problems because the fact is we all do to a degree anyway that is all I have for today and tomorrow we will continue into Romans chapter 6 but for now good night everyone